I was squeezing my eyes shut as hard as I could. My face was clenched up, and I was ripping air through my nostrils. My hands were clasped above my head, and I was pacing up and down the sidewalk, just trying to tell myself, just do it, just go back in. But I couldn't make it happen. I, I like really wanted to, but I couldn't do it. I was trying to get myself to go back into a party that I had left because of a swarm of anxious feelings that buzzed around my head as soon as I walked through the door. The weird thing is, I'm not even a socially anxious person, or at least I didn't think I was. This was a completely new feeling for me. I think of myself as someone able to push past my nerves when I want to do something. When there's a leap to be made, I take the leap. This anxiety attack thing made me feel bad and unsure of myself. We left for Europe the next day. The friends I was traveling with were at the party and I was embarrassed to see them at the airport. The night before, I considered calling off the entire three-week trip. It seemed impossible for me to go on. I called my dad and he talked through it with me a bit. He told me he had felt similar things before. Our first stop was Barcelona. We landed and we were all giddy. We were smiling up and down the streets, sharing some sliced Iberian ham, already feeling like we were knocking the vacation out of the park. We stayed in a hostel with these two Canadian guys that were coming off a weekend in Ibiza at a David Guetta concert, which they insisted had changed their lives. I learned it's common to fake sleep in a hostel when someone comes to the door and you don't really feel like socializing with them. We did a lot of fake sleeping in Barcelona, and the Canadian guys started to catch on. We heard them whisper to each other, Dude, I think they're fake sleeping. And we tried not to laugh. In Nice, we visited these perfect beaches and had a goofy French waiter who didn't speak any English and was wearing some kind of Google computer glasses. We were the only ones in the restaurant, and he bumped some cool French music for us. In Hamburg, some of my pre-trip feelings came back. We planned to go to a club one night, and it put me on edge. I was moving through a museum, trying to focus on the art while the wheels in my head were burning out. It felt like the bungee cord around my lungs that pulled me away from the party the other night was tugging once again. I called a friend to talk through it, but I still felt weird. We went to a club called PAL that night with our Swiss roommates. The main act was Fiak, a Berlin techno DJ duo. We got there at 10 p.m. and learned from someone on the dance floor that Fiak didn't go on until 5 a.m. the next morning. The details of the club really made me feel like we were in the epicenter of German clubbing culture. There were two dance floors and massive speakers. The walls were painted black and the doorways had these thick plastic ribbon curtains like you would find in a warehouse or a cold storage facility or something. The music and the dancing and the rhythm of the place was unrelenting. The air inside was brimming with molecules of alcohol and sweat and fragrances. And I could just imagine them being mechanically jerked around by the dense waves of We danced through 3 and 4 a.m., occasionally taking breaks out in the courtyard. 
If the club was like this primal cave of energy and muscle, the courtyard was a beautiful garden with sparkling drinks and graceful figures all dressed up and everybody seemed really cool. It was a marathon to get to Fiac and we committed ourselves to crossing the finish line and to making it happen. At 4.30, the club was packed while we were in there, a huge baby-faced German man rose from behind me like a giant beanstalk. He told me he liked me, but I gestured toward my girlfriend dancing next to me. His body formed a crescent shape as he lowered his head to Cleo's ear. She turned to me and said, He wants us both to come to the bathroom with him. He stared us down as we thought it over. I imagined his beanstalk limbs capturing Cleo and I next to a dirty toilet and it didn't really click for me. When we politely declined, he said, Thank you for making clear decision. I just want everyone to have good time. Fiat came on and we danced and cheered. At 7 a.m., we exited into the soft daylight. Our friend Giannis, whom we had met that night, shepherded us to a train and then a boat and then to the fish market. Our hot, aching bodies were cooled by cold fish sandwiches with crusty bread and milky cheese sewn between the cracks. On the walk home in the morning streets, I realized the anxiety never hit me. The night pulled me in quick, and I let it happen. It was all a big leap, and I didn't even think twice about it. I felt tall and strong when I curled up in bed that morning. 